Hello and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. I am Chad Russell. I'm the co-host. And I would say good morning, but I don't know when you're going to hear this. I know good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Uh, But if you're listening on the radio show as it airs on the weekend, uh, we hope you are listening on purpose. But if you're listening accidentally and you caught us, we are a show for men by men. And uh, we talk about things from a guy's perspective. We have lots of lady listeners, and we've had ladies on the show, but Not our, very many. Our, our main audience is, <laughs> that, that was my co-host and boss, uh, Kurt Souter over there. Uh, and uh, and, and, and uh, yeah, we talk to guys. And we, Am I your boss? Technically for the next hour, yes. <laughs> Because if you tell me to shut up, then I'll shut up, <laughs> or don't you know? Don't talk or don't say that. So, uh, you're the one who got me into this. So yes, I'm going to put this on you. Um, but anyway, so we we thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show, and we hope you also pass this along. Our our goal in life is we want to be a tool in the toolbox of men. We believe men are fulfilling their destiny and living the life God called them to live and created them for. If they are walking with God through Jesus Christ and wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you may or may not be on that road yet. You may be kicking the tires and saying, well, I'm not sure. I like Jesus, but I don't like that. And we get it. Everybody's in different places. So we just want to be a tool in your toolbox because there are a ton of voices out in the world saying a lot of different things. And we just want to be speaking about in the direction of walking with God and what that looks like. And we talk about all kinds of different things. And today's topic is... uh, it's a heavy topic. Um, it's not a topic necessarily that anybody likes to talk about, but if they don't talk about it, the situation gets worse. So I'm going to throw a number out at you, Kurt, and uh, this, this number is not going to mean anything or to the listeners. Uh, the number four a day, uh, 4.6 a day is actually the number. 4.6 uh, meals a day. Well, That's that the, could, that could I, be a very, <laughs> your waistline would appreciate that, I think. Uh, 4.6 a day, 365 days a year, year in, year out. I mean, you say, well, 4.6 what? Well, that's how many children are reported to be sexually, physically abused in the Kentuckiana area every day. 4.6. Now, that 4.6 is a number in your head. We want to put a face with that number today because these are human beings, people created in God's image. And uh, we're going to talk about, uh, not just talk about abuse, but we're going to talk about it in, from the spectrum of uh, actually preventing, uh, intervent, intervening, and, and restoring with a gentleman who works for an organization that has been around for 135 years. And you don't stick around for 135 years if you're not doing something right. Well, you know, Chad, when, when you think about abuse, I... I I think immediately go back to the garden and I think about Adam and Eve and then they had Cain and Abel and then you know what happens and I, I, I mean how does Cain get so angry at his brother that he would take his life and yet but that's the fallen world we live in and ever since then there's just brokenness and fallenness I, I heard a, a preacher say a, a while back how when the fall of mankind happened in Genesis chapter 3 when sin entered the world, it was just so devastating. And therefore, we, we have to deal, and we are dealing, you know, Stephen Whitehead, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. You know, we're, we've got to deal with sin, you know. And um, um, so, Stephen, you are a part of a organization. Uh, what, what's the name of it? Family and Children's Place. Family and Children's Place. Now, you, you're married with, uh, you said, three boys. Three boys, yes. My wife, Casey, and I have Benjamin, Nathan, and Silas. They are uh, 10, 7, 
Silas is soon to be three and currently potty training, which is okay. Oh, <laughs> oh yes, he is in the throes of it. Oh, oh yeah. yes, get rid of those diapers. Oh my goodness, I, it's a never-ending cycle. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, Stephen, you uh, you're part of uh, Family and Children's Place, and you guys deal with. I mean, for 135 years, you guys been mm-hmm. dealing with abuse. Yeah. And abuse children. Absolutely. And helping. So the organization has been around for 135 years. They they have really specialized in working with abuse um, really over probably the, about the last 50 years. But the entire organization has been focused on helping children and, and families. And, and they have coupled those two together, not just trying to reach kids, but reaching the family as a whole um, for the entirety of the organization. So... Um, the, the organization started, how, how did it start? So, yeah, it's a great story. So um, back 135 years ago in the 1800s, um, a lot of families that were more well-off within the community in Louisville um, had started to notice that there was a lot of kids on the streets. You know, we have a lot of social service outlets and things now that obviously didn't exist at that time. And so um, some of these families who are in a better situation uh, more stable situation in life uh, with more money, um, got together, um, and a lot of the women were volunteering to actually go and help uh, get these kids off the street, uh, provide shelter, provide food. Um, back in the day, they used to help with even like cold distribution to families that were in need or in, uh, in, in poverty that couldn't afford to heat their homes. Um, so now in now the 21st century, we're not doing cold distribution anymore. Uh, thank God, because, <laughs> but um, it it has always been to reach those kids that needed help. Um, back early, um, uh, probably in the 1940s and 50s, we actually were helping with adoption too, which is not something we specialize in anymore. Um, but it's always been trying to reach children and reach families. I, I, I'm when you when you're describing this, yeah, I'm going. This is a lot like Jesus. I mean, this is a like the, the how it started and yes. what you guys are doing is just really reaching out to those who are in need. Yeah, I mean, in the in the Bible, we see you know the orphans and the widows uh, mentioned often. You know, people who are um, in in places in their life where they just need help, and um, that's really what the whole organization is designed to do: is to just come into a situation where people are in need and just help meet those needs. So, um, in, in the whole context of abuse uh, is uh, is that would you say is your primary thrust right now absolutely so um as the organization has gotten older um we started to specialize in in this field because um truthfully there's it's it's only been recently that um the society around us has started to recognize this and i think a large portion of it is because child abuse isn't something we want to sit around and talk about at the kitchen table um, and, and if you're not dealing with it in your family, it's a gut-wrenching kind of thing to really be faced with. Um, so I, I think it, it kind of has consistently been pushed to the back burner. So um, uh, really only in the last you know several decades have we seen a large push to recognize and focus on this. And the organization has developed uh, systems to continue to help meet needs, uh, specializing um, around child abuse. Let's, when you say child abuse, yes. talk to our listeners about, okay, what, what do you mean by that? Get, can you give us some definition, some, 
some you know certainly an understanding of what that really is look looks looks like yeah and it we like to tell people that come out and, and visit our organization that are maybe interested in getting involved um, you know child abuse can look a lot of different ways it, there is no socioeconomic factor that determines that this is going to happen or not going to happen we serve kids from every single zip code in the Kentucky Kentuckyana area um, uh, you know, child abuse, a lot of times it can be um, physical, it can be physical and sexual, um, just neglect also. Um, we've seen with the rise of, you know, drug use and stuff within the community, um, parents are just not involved with their kids. And so, you know, you have kids that come home, they're not getting fed, um, they don't have, you know, consistent bedtimes, they're just completely neglected to just kind of be on their own as children. Um, so it, it can look a lot of different ways. And there are a lot of people, too, that, you know, are helping, like families. You know, if you have a lot of you hear about a lot of grandparents and stuff that are like raising their grandchildren because of these mm-hmm. situations, because they have a child who's addicted to opioids or, or, you know, incapable right now because of the, their own struggles and things they're facing, not able to take care of their kids. Um, so it, it really can span the gamut on what it looks like. So when... When you're talking neglect, you're talking physical abuse, yes, sexual abuse. Is there is there one that's more prevalent than another? Uh, I think it's just a it's a blending and a mixing. Um, the, we also are now starting to even specialize in working with um, human trafficking um, that we're seeing rise in the community as well. Um, so. There's not statistics um, that I've got right in front of me to say that one specifically uh, kind of outweighs the other. Um, One of the things that we do see is back when I grew up, um, I'm 34, uh, a lot of times when you you heard about things of stranger danger, um, Mm -hmm. and, and not that you shouldn't be careful with your children, but we find that child abuse a lot of times happens within a family or within a circle of people that you trust and um that's that's a difficult piece of the puzzle that a lot of people don't anticipate because these are people that you have you know your your children with and you're trusting that they're taking care of them and and a lot of times it's the people that you are sometimes the closest to that allows this to happen so i mean it's a little kid who trusts yes. you know this babysitter or this uncle or aunt mm-hmm. or you know older person yep. and then all of a sudden abuse takes place yes wow well, we're going to take a break and uh, we're going to come back with Stephen and and again they've specialized his organization family and children play specialized in three aspects of prevention uh, intervention and restoration they help people throughout the whole process and the prevention piece is something that uh, it's something that, to be honest with you, you don't think much of that you can actually prevent someone from being abused. Because I just have always been under the impression that abusers are going to abuse and you can't stop them from that. But we're going to talk about how they have, over 130 years, been helping families in the, in the Kentucky and area and how we can get involved to help them out. So uh, thank you for listening. We'll be back shortly on our next segment of Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our second segment of Solid Steps Radio. I'm Chad Russell. That's Kurt Satter. We're with Stephen Whitehead of Family and Children's Place. And we're talking about uh, an unfun topic, but a topic that needs to be discussed and need to be on our radar, which is uh, children's 
welfare, basically abuse. And uh, we're going to talk this segment about how you can, how we, how they uh, actually use prevention and uh, next segment intervention and then also some restoration aspects of child abuse. But uh, so they uh, are partners with uh, the community. We have partners with this show and Ellen and Credit Union has been around for almost as long as uh, family and children's place. They've been around for uh, quite a while and they've been a pillar in this community and they are a sponsor of our show. We want to thank Ellen and uh, Credit Union for doing that and also thank Vision First Eye Care. Uh, they are helping many, many people see better and uh, also helping take care of their overall holistic health by looking in those eyeballs and knowing what to do. So Dr. Rollo and his crew, they take care of us here on this show, but we also hope they can take care of your all your vision needs. So Stephen, um, in the break, you said, you, you told Chad and myself that the increase of abuse is, is pretty dramatic. What was that yes. number again? Um, so reported cases of child abuse across the state of Kentucky is 55%. It's been a 55% increase since 2012, so around a five-year period. Wow. And so, um, and so as, as you guys, you know, you're not a Christian organization per se. No. But you guys are really, uh, I mean, you, you are a non-for-profit. Yes. Um, organization and but you are acting like you know the church in many ways you, you guys are acting like Jesus Christ I when I when I think about what Jesus says um, um, do to others I mean this is the golden rule mm-hmm. do to others what you would have them do to you and if I'm in, uh, if I'm a little boy at five years of age and there's some stuff going on to me I need somebody to rescue me yes to to help me Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, we part of our mission really is to stop child abuse before it ever gets started. And, um, you know, that's a that's a very hard target to hit because it it can span so many different, you know, areas within someone's life of how it happens and when it happens. And um, one of the key facets um, that we have focused on is we know that. Um, Abuse that leads to childhood death um, normally happens between birth to age three. And so um, the state of Kentucky actually has a program they refer to as HANDS, um, which is, stands for Health Access Nurturing Development Services. And that's actually offered statewide. So we do get some state funding for that. Um, and typically, if you were to go outside of Louisville, most of that program is overseen by the Department of Health um, within local communities. My wife is a, a labor and delivery nurse. Uh, in Frankfurt, and so the Department of Health locally within Frankfurt actually oversees the HANDS program. Mm. Um, but within Louisville, um, when the program was started, um, we we were the organization that had already been running a very similar program to that before it was implemented by the state. Um, and eventually the, the Department of Health tried to run it and basically said, we've got too much on our plate. You guys are doing a great job with this. Why don't you just continue to to be the functioning arm of the HANDS program within you know, the Kentucky and area. Um, so that is a referral service that we um, offer to um, new families that are, or whether families that are growing and having new children born. And um, we have counselors that meet with these parents um, on a week to week basis for a two year period. And so they offer guidance, they offer um, uh, tips and, and one of the things that I don't know about you guys, but I didn't get a handbook when my kids were born. 
You uh, didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't come home from the hospital <laughs> with a point by point instruction on what to do in every situation. And um, a lot of these families that are referred to us are um, are in need. And and there's you know food insecurities. There's housing insecurities. There may be um, other issues that they're facing. And so what we're doing with this prevention is really coming into these homes where these families uh, need help and they're really there to offer um, guidance and offer, you know, you know, some feedback on what to expect. Like, you know, when your kid you haven't had but, you know, three hours of sleep, the kids are freaking out and you don't really know what to do. And then you couple that with all the other stress factors that life brings you. Um, they're helping to really get involved to um, just stabilize the situation and what's going on in the house. Yeah, the other night, last week, one of our baby, who's nine months, so he's sleeping fine, but one night he just decided to not sleep fine, and that was <laughs> after about four nights of not great sleep with me, and here I was in the middle of the night, and, and I, you know, I, I picked him up, I didn't snatch him up, but there was a part of me inside that was just like, get your butt to bed, and I thought to myself, <laughs> here I am, uh, you know, all the stresses of that being a human being add on to that. You don't, you have financial issues. You don't have, uh, you got food issues. You got marital issues. You yourself have issues from past drug abuse or you who were abused. Mm-hmm. You add all those components together. And when someone says, how could someone do that to a baby? I don't, I don't sympathize with it obviously at all, but going in somebody's mind in the middle of the night when they are in a really bad spot and if you have never been told and your moral compass is off mm-hmm. it, it's just it's a lot of compound factors go into that so how many times have you woke up in the middle of the night with your baby and you're thinking oh get to bed yeah you add all those factors in I, you know i don't i don't i don't obviously agree with it but i just i can see now as of this side of parenting there's a lot of people who aren't equipped yeah. And they were never had anybody come alongside them and encourage them and say, hey, you can do this. Mm-hmm. Or they're probably having that play of their mind is you're not any good at this. You're not. You shouldn't be doing this. Now we're talking spiritual warfare and, and all the lies that people grow up with. Yeah. You add that into it. I, I'm amazed it doesn't happen even more. Certainly. You know. Well, and, and a lot of the families that we do have that are referred to us, um, you know, the, the mother um, might have been a victim of, of abuse herself. And so if you grow up in a home that is, you know, not, you know, it's just not a healthy environment, you know, that that's what you've learned. That's what you've seen. That's what you've seen demonstrated mm-hmm. to you. And so that's that's what you know, and that's what you're going to pass on unless you have somebody to come in and say, hey, listen, when your baby's freaking out, it's okay to s- just leave them in their crib and shut the door and cool off for a second you know, don't feel like you have to like walk get in this situation. Walk, yeah. yeah, walk outside and get some fresh air and <laughs> yeah. get get away from the screaming for a couple moments. Right, and uh, then come back in. Yeah, help help them regulate. And and then also one of the things that really drew me to the organization um, when I was kind of in the transition between jobs was um, uh, I've been in nonprofit work for over ten years, and I had heard so many positive stories about family and children's place working. Um, in conjunction with other nonprofits locally within the community. They're not siloed. They do a lot of um, work with other 
services that are provided. So if we know that someone is in need and they have food insecurities or they have housing insecurities, we actually, our counselors, when they are working with those families, will get them connected to those other resources that are within the community, which makes a huge difference because as a parent, you might not know where to go to get the help that you need in addition to these other things with your kids. So we're providing services to meet Mm. the need with those kids but also to then sit there and talk with that mom and build a relationship with her to say, hey, listen, it's okay. I know things are tough. Um, I know that you know this is, a, this is a very tough spot for you, but look, it's gonna be okay. This, here's some resources that you can go to to get these needs met. Um, you know, that just makes a huge difference. And um, Hey, let me a- ask you this. How, let's just say a, a mom, whether it's a single mom or it's just a, a family that's just really struggling and now they're adding a baby into this struggle, how do they get connected with your organization in the front end of it? Like during pregnancy and they say, hey, this is a program that kind of helps you through this process. Certainly. How do they get connected with that? Um, so I would, I would recommend, I mean, you can reach out to our office. Um, one, of the, one of the best ways really is, um, you know, our website too. We, we offer information about the mm. different programs that we, we have. Um, a lot of the, the HANDS program is our main preventative uh, program that we see. We have about 800 families that are in that. Um, throughout all of our services, we see about... 6,000 children and family members per year, which is a staggering number when you look at that. Um, That's a lot of little kids. It is. It's a lot, a, a, lot a lot of kids. A lot of love. A lot of kids. So, um, you know, if, if you're interested in these services, you know, the, I would say our, our website is a great way just to kind of like as a portal to get access um, mm-hmm. to these services. And um, we do have people that will go out and meet with these parents, talk with them about kind of what the program entails, what you know, what we provide as far as the services go. So there's a lot of information for people to maybe uh, answer specific questions they might have if they're interested, especially in the HANDS program, because that is a referral-based service that uh, is open and, act, and has access to anybody with those, especially we, tr- we try to meet with the moms before they even have their baby about two months just to start prepping them on what to expect before they get into a situation have that baby and then come home. Well, you know, I mean, what you're really doing is you're you're training, but you're also encouraging. You know, I, absolutely. I, I, I mean, I, I'm just reminded again what the Bible says: every day we are to encourage one another. And what you guys are doing um, is, is such a rich thing. I mean, there's not a day goes by that that we don't need encouragement and we don't need. Um, just information to, to, to carry on with life. And you guys are helping do that. I, I really appreciate that as a Christ follower, brother. So we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. And we talked about the prevention piece. But what about what about if somebody doesn't get that help beforehand? What, is, what happens if they do uh, are in the middle of this? How do, we inter- how do they intervene, this organization? And, and uh, what does that look like? So we're going to take a break and come back with Stephen Whitehead of Family and Children's Place on our second segment, or our upcoming segment of Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our third segment of Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, Kurt Sauter, we're here with Stephen Whitehead of Family and Children's Place, and we want to thank our sponsors. Uh, We want to thank Frank Enterprises. You know, we've mentioned about how they are your premier septic and landscaping company. They do landscaping as well, not just septic tanks. If you don't have a septic tank, so I don't need them. Well, they can help you out with 
your landscaping needs and also your hardscaping needs. What's hardscaping? Like decorative walls, walkways, things of that nature. So they do all kinds. If it's outside of your house and water needs to go from point A to point B, they can help you do that and also do some other things for landscaping. So Frank Enterprises uh, helps do all of that. And we want to thank Bright Star Home Care. Bright Star Home Care does as much uh, for your loved ones as anyone you'll uh, come across. We're talking about children today, but they also deal with folks on the other end of the spectrum, folks that are harder uh, to live on their own. They're getting to that age where they can't get around like they used to, and and their mind is sharp, but their body isn't cooperating. Well, Bright Star Home Care helps do that. Uh, So we want to thank them for being a sponsor of our show and helping the community. Stephen, you mentioned in the break uh, a statistic about abuse. Mm -hmm. One out of how many? One out of five. Out of every five kids, one child is going to be abused. Yes. In in, in either neglect or sexual or emotional or physical abuse. Yes. And so the statistics that we've seen, um, there's about 1,700 16 to 1700 reported cases of child abuse per year um, but when you talk with people um, as they've gotten older there's a lot of cases that have never been reported people that um, it, it never never went anywhere other than the child had been abused and that was something that they basically held on to and tried to deal with themselves or deal internally within a family and not gotten support um, from services around them. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's one in five uh, kids will be physically or sexually abused by the time they're 18. Wow, that's incredible. And so, so you deal with uh, kids up to the age of 18? Yeah, there are a few case, uh, occasions where we'll um, have maybe somebody uh, up to 21 if there's some maybe cognitive delays. But uh, the average age of um, the kids that come through our Child Advocacy Center is 11, but we see them from birth to 18. Wow, that's amazing. You know, when I think about all this, I think about what Jesus said. You know, he said, let the little children come to me. And they came to him, and he blessed them. He, it was like he had his hands on them to, of blessing. And, you know, what you guys deal with day in and day out, week in and week out, is just the opposite of that. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm also reminded what Jesus said, you know, if, if you do s- this crazy stuff to a little child, it would be better if you were taken out in the middle of the sea with a millstone around your neck you know mm-hmm. i mean uh, and so so you guys are just you're you're a part of the intervention of yeah. of really jumping in the middle of this and rescuing these kids absolutely um one of our um kind of key pieces of um what we offer as far as services from family and children's places what i just said was the child advocacy center so across the United States, there's about 700 of those um, facilities, and, and they kind of there's a wide range of how they function. Um, so the one that we have, we, we oversee technically three of those, two in southern Indiana, one in downtown Louisville. And the downtown Louisville one is we, we serve about 1,400 kids per year out of the, the one in um, downtown Louisville and about two to 300 in southern Indiana. Um, but all we are one of 400 of those 700 that are accredited and then of those uh, 400 we're in the top 10 i think it's technically about the top seven uh centers around the country and in, in regards to the services that we provide how we provide those services 
and the impact that it has for the kids and the families that come to us. Yeah, because you were talking about how they, they once they come a part of your your organization, I mean, they can really get hands-on help yes kind of from a to z um all in one kind of one area one one place yeah so um we co-locate um louisville metro police department's crimes against children's unit in our building so um, they actually have space for um, their officers and the lieutenant that oversees that entire department Um, We also co-locate offices and services for child protective services within our building, along with a satellite office for the Commonwealth attorney. And um, we also have um, a a medical doctor on staff that's one of three um, board-certified pediatric forensic doctors um, in the state that works alongside of UofL and uh, our organization. Stephen, talk talk to us about, let's say, a a grandparent or... You, you it, this could be a loved one. It could be a neighbor. But you're, you are seeing some signs. Yes. Of a five-year-old, ten-year-old boy or girl. You know, even fourteen-year-old, or you mm-hmm. know, whatever. And you're, you're, you're a little suspicious mm-hmm. that there's some stuff that's negatively going on. Possibly some abuse. Yeah. Talk to that listener. Certainly. Um, so. With all of our services, um, most of it is done through referral. But with our Child Advocacy Center, um, there is a very specific process that we need to follow to ensure the safety of that child. Um, So if someone is suspecting abuse going on, um, the first move that you're going to make is really to call one of two hotlines, depending on whether you live in Kentucky or Indiana. Um, So the hotline for Kentucky is 1-800-752-6200. And then for Indiana, it's 1-800-800-5556. So what you would do is you would call and report that. And with the Child Protective Services and and, and the police have about a 48-hour window um, once that has been reported, to get involved in the situation, find out what's going on, and if something is going on, um, to basically get that child into a safe environment to stop the abuse from happening. After that point, after that 48-hour window, those all those reported cases all come through our door. So um, what happens if... Um Maybe there, maybe that suspicious uh, activity, you, th- you, but maybe there's nothing going on. You, mm-hmm. you just follow up with it, and then, um, yeah. I mean, that. Ha- I mean, I'm sure that does happen, but most of the time, I, yeah. I mean, if you if you're seeing some suspicious activity going on, I would say that there there probably is something going on. I, I feel like we, as humans, and and as you know, believers especially, God works within our lives and we can have leadings you know from the holy spirit to even see things that are going on that may not be you know very apparent but you have those leadings to say "Mm, this isn't right and i feel like something we need to check in on this you know um so the reporting stuff I, i highly recommend and cannot stress enough that if you are seeing something suspicious please report it because one in five kids is a staggering number of children that will potentially go through this. And you may be the only person that's actually seeing it. 
you know, I mean, when I think about a, a little kid who's abused, what's going to happen to him, you know, as he grows older? I Certainly. Mean, I mean, it's just the, the dynamic of pain. Yeah. The, we, um, we refer to adverse childhood experiences as ACEs, and that's been something that's been studied about a lot. And um, the more traumatic experiences a child has, the more fragmented their development, especially mentally and, and their, you know, their health and well-being, um, it just has a huge impact. And in fact, there are numbers then are put into this that is someone who's been abused or had enough of these um, adverse experiences. I mean, you're talking about millions and millions of dollars that have to be invested from the community around them to, um, you know, to help offset what is what their experience has now led them to be as far as being a, a productive member of society as opposed to someone who just is going to need lots of services. Um, so what it means for them as an individual, obviously we care about them as an individual, but if you look about it, look at it from like a socioeconomic standpoint, just for the community around, around you, the more people who have gone through this and don't receive help, it, it's, it's going to have a major impact Years and years down the road. I mean, just major finances are, yeah. are, are being used. Wow, that's incredible. Talk to us real quickly uh, about, you also work with immigrants. Yes. Fo- folks that come here from other countries and how you really serve them. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's amazing. I, we have a facility dog named Emmy, and she has an Instagram account. So, if, if you're interested <laughs> if you're interested in following our facility dog, she's actually on social media. Uh, I think it's possum emmy is her instagram (laughs) handle (laughs) but um it's really incredible we had a family that came through our um uh, through our child advocacy center the other day they were hispanic and and the mom did not speak english at all um and uh the director of our facility is named becky league she's an amazing lady uh go to church with her and um the dog uh becky is hispanic herself so the dog knows english commands as well as Spanish commands. She knows more than I do. So, <laughs> so, so the uh, the dog wasn't responding to English commands at the time. She's really new. She's not even a year old yet, so she's still going through training. But the daughter was um, had been the victim and and was there in the facility. And and Becky started giving her the the Spanish commands and the dog started like responded and even like went up to the mom and was just, just there. And the mom was like, Oh my gosh, (laughs) like the dog knows we're, you know, Hispanic. But, um, you know, we have, we have another service too called our PAL coalition, um, which works with, uh, you know, uh, immigrants and, and, and first generation Americans and kids that are, um, within the Algonquin, Old Louisville, and Park Hill neighborhoods. Mm. Um, and and we work with those kids who really are kind of the main tether from their family to the community because a lot of times their families are immigrants and they don't speak English. And um, we're working with them to try to help provide services and, and get them connected within the community. Wow. All right, we're going to take a break mm. and come back in our fourth and final segment with Stephen, and we're going to talk about restoration which is uh, a big piece of the puzzle in all of our story of our life. God came to restore us. How do we restore these young kids and the, and the parents involved in this? So we're going to come back in our final segment of Solid Steps Radio.
Welcome back to our fourth and final segment today of Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries. If you want to hear this show in its entirety or any of our past shows, if you just caught a few minutes there, we're talking to Stephen Whitehead today from Family and Child uh, Family and Children's Place. And if you want to hear this show in its entirety or any of our past shows, you can go to a few different spots. You can go to Facebook. Uh, you can go to soundcloud.com or you can go to iTunes and you just type in the search window, Solid Steps Radio, and up you will see us and you can click on that. You can hear all of our shows in their entirety. Thanks to our sponsors. Uh, Dan Hart Financial is one of those sponsors. And uh, if you want to get your finances in order for retirement or you've got a, a job retirement in the future and you say, hey, I need to talk about what I'm doing with my money, Dan Hart Financial helps sit you down and help you give you some wisdom about your retirement. And also, again, we want to thank Ellen and Credit Union for being such a great sponsor of our show. You can also go to furtherstillministries.org and click on the mic and see what Kurt's up to. Okay, so Stephen, uh, you guys do prevention work. You guys you, you do intervention work. I love the last piece. You, mm-hmm. you restore. There's a restoration piece. Yeah. And um, of what, you know, helping these families and helping this, these kids who have been abused to restore. And you shared a story in between the break. Would you share that with Certainly. our listeners? Yeah. Um, so one of the biggest pieces of what we try to provide as far as our services are concerned is counseling and, and that restoration. Um, one of the, I think, the biggest struggles that we face um, as a society and and how we have grown up is that cases of child abuse is something that we handle as a family and that we we're going to kind of pull a blanket over it and just deal with it on our own and truthfully most of us aren't capable of of really providing the help that's really needed and Mm -hmm. and having an outlet so you know the services that we have that are, are restorative even that um our child advocacy center has counseling services that are provided for it or through it for the family, not just the child, but also siblings, also the parents, mm. the grandparents. So everybody has access to those counseling services, which, because we know it's not just about the child, it's about the family, it's in the environment that they're growing uh, up in. And, and you know, I, we had a wonderful story of a 13-year-old girl who had come to us, had been a victim of abuse, um, received counseling services for a six-year period and obviously it was more intense in the beginning, but she continued to have somebody to be able to talk with and talk to about what she had gone through. And for us, we like to say that, you know, we cannot undo what has been done uh, when it comes to child abuse. But what we can do is help you understand that this does not define who you are mm. and that there is there is hope and that there is um, there is a restoration that happens in spite of what you've walked through. And, um, you know, that's that's tough to to be able to face that, especially in the very early stages of walking through something like this. And some people, it might have been years that they've been abused. And there's tons of stories about that. Um, um, you know, I, I meet with people in my job. I'm, I work mostly in doing donations and people who are supporting the agency. But I can tell you there's a lot of people that have come to me and said, I wish these services were provided to me as a kid because I walked through something like this. Mm. And that that is not uncommon for me to actually be sitting and talking with somebody who wants to support the agency and says, "This I was a victim of abuse and I never got help. And so I want to make sure that I can help. Um, you guys, You guys bring hope and you bring healing. Yes. And... Uh, 
and really that's uh, you know i want to as we wrap up this show today you know i i I, because that's the gospel absolutely and and you as a follower of christ i mean even though you 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 work in a you know a 501c3 not-for-profit that's not a christian organization this has got to be incredibly satisfying as a follower of christ yeah i'm I spoke earlier about, you know, when I was looking to transition, I'd actually uh, left working for a church as a, as a, uh, being on staff as a youth minister and a leading worship. And um, I I went to school, have a Bible and theology degree, and and I spent the better part of almost 10 years not even working for a church, like with a paycheck. I've volunteered and done a lot of stuff, but um, yeah what you think ministry should be versus what it really is, is a lot of times our definition of it is not correct. And so um, working for Family and Children's Place and being able to be involved and and support what they are doing has been uh, not just rewarding, but um, really, I, I feel like it is a calling to be uh, to be involved in the world in this manner. Um, because these are people that need help. These are families that are broken and are hurting. And, you know, it. they need that message of hope. They need that message that, you know, you can, you can continue on in spite of what you have faced. And that, you know, that to me is ministry. Um, and, and it doesn't look like, I think, what a lot of times we think it it should. Mm. Um, but um, it's, it is definitely, I, I feel like it is, been something God has has brought me to this place for this time in this season. You know, I mean, all of us as Christians, as followers of Christ, God, He wants to use us. Whether we're a teacher, whether we're a real estate, whether we're you know doing what you're doing, whether or uh, as a pastor, He calls all of us mm-hmm. um, to to make a difference. Yeah, and um, to make this place that we live in that we call Earth, Planet Earth, a better place to live. And um, and you guys are doing that, yeah. And and you're doing that as a follower of Christ. Um, I, I'm again reminded of what Jesus said. We try to go back to Jesus as much as we can, and what the Bible <laughs> says, because that's that's just the, that's the the words of life. When he he he's teaching his disciples to pray, he said, "Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven." Mm-hmm. And whatever's going on in heaven, we we just want more of that to happen down here on earth. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and the struggle with, you know, our sin nature is is ever present. You know, we, we're not, we, we you know. Str- you struggle with sin? <laughs> That's a whole nother show. We, we, yeah, we, yeah, no, we, we don't have enough time for all that. No, um, it's, but you're absolutely right. We know that, you know, God's plan is for us um, to be whole and and to to be restored and and working with these families working with these kids um is not something i necessarily do hands-on because truthfully i'm not skilled and equipped to to work with them hands-on but i know that the work that i'm doing is in support of the people who who can make a difference and who are making a difference and it takes an entire team of people we have almost 100 employees at our office and um you know they all are doing different work but it's all to that point of restoring these people to the place that we know that God wants them to be. That's, you know, and that is, in, in the fullest sense, that is the gospel. We talked about in the break, you know, we all need restoration. We need redeemed. 
yeah. a redemption. We need for, uh, for a savior to come, and that and that's uh, you know, when, when you talk about this show. This is all about how do we connect people to the living Jesus who gives life, who gives meaning, purpose, forgiveness, and all of that. Yeah. Stephen, it's been great to have you on the show. Uh, thanks so much. Would you pray for us guys that we would be attuned to the world around us, the hurting and needs of folks and those who are even going through abuse? Certainly. Yeah, would you pray for us? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. And uh, we thank you for setting the example for us. And um, just, God, your grace um, is sufficient. And um, I just, I pray for anybody who has walked through this, um, people who are walking through this as a family or maybe experienced it on their own. And um, God, we just pray for um, intervention and we pray for peace and we pray for restoration in these lives and these um things that seem out of our control and God we just we pray for that just restoration that you you provide and and coming in to heal us and to make us whole because of you know basically being joined together with Christ and uh, God I, I pray for um, the men especially and, and, and women too who might be listening that um, God help us to continue to to live according to the example that you set. And God, may we just continue to um, be bold and, and to step out and to um, speak with truth and, and be able to share with people around us that, you know, Jesus is the hope that they are searching for mm. and that um, we cannot do it on our own as much as we want to try and as much as we believe the lie that we can. Um, God, we know that it's only because of you and your grace and your mercy that you have given to us that we uh, really can be uh, fully restored and fully made whole. Mm -hmm. And so I just pray that um, I just pray that we continue to walk that out in, in our day to day lives with our family, with our spouses. Um, God, that we would we would honor you in all that we do and all that we say in Jesus name. Mm, amen. Amen. Thanks, Stephen. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 25, he was talking about the parable of the king, and and he said, whatever you do to the least of these, you've done unto me. And I can't think of a least of these more than children. And, uh, and also, though, we talked about abuse today, but there's also the element of in 1 Peter 5.10 where he says, uh, the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. Mm. Prevention, intervention, and restoration. Uh, that is not just a 135-year-old mission statement of an organization, which, by the way, familyandchildrensplace.org, familyandchildrensplace.org to get more information on them and to help them out, maybe writing a check or seeing how you can help them out. But uh, that... That is God's plan for us to prevent. <laughs> and then when we don't, he doesn't prevent it because we go our own way. He intervenes. And within the intervention, there's also restoration. And uh, we just so thankful for that. So we hope you have enjoyed the show. We hope you will pass this along to someone else who's listening to the show. We'd also love to hear some feedback from any of shows that you've heard and said, hey, we really like the show. We'd like to know 
how things are going out there. So please let us know on our Facebook page again. That's Solid Steps Radio. So thank you for listening, and we hope you will join us again next time on Solid Steps Radio.